This episode is brought to you by the Pizza Boys. We deliver the meats. Go to the EJMstore.com for the official Pizza Boys merch. And look out for the Pizza Girls coming soon. And now, back to the show. Welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, I would like to welcome my guest of the evening. He's a professional boxer and a mindset coach. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tyler Canning. Welcome to the show, bro. How are you doing? How are you doing? Thank you for having me on. Thank, thank you for reaching out, man. Um, so you're a professional boxer. You're a mindset coach. You, you run a gym. Like, talk to me. Talk to me. Like, what inspired you? What, what did you start first? Oh, back when I was a kid, I was a troubled kid. I, I had a pretty, I, I mean, I'm sure people had worse childhoods, but I mean, I'd have the best childhood. Um, you know, I got, I was into fighting all the time. I got kicked out of my very first school I went to for fighting. So uh, um, I decided, um, I, I started boxing when I was eight. So I decided pretty young, you know, that I wanted to get into boxing and or, or fighting. So basically you know i i used the boxing just to kind of i guess you could say um just to challenge challenge myself you know give me something to work for you know um you know i i had a lot you know i met my my coach that i had um he just passed away about a little over a year ago but no, he came into my time. life that's okay man um, I had him come into my life when I was 15, um, and he basically was a mentor and a coach to me. And, you know, he, he really taught me how to believe in myself. And, and, and that's when I started taking my boxing more serious. Um, and basically, yeah. So, you know, as a kid, I, I got locked up. I spent my 16th birthday <laughs> in jail. Um, and so I, after my, I got out, um, I went straight to the gym uh, and that next, the following year, I went to nationals and I got ranked number five in the nation. Boom, that's what's up. And then the following year, when I was, uh, when I turned, when I turned eighteen, I, uh, I became, I became a national champion. Um, oh, wow. Tried out for the Olympics and stuff like that. Um, I fought on HBO in 2013. I've been on a lot of, like, I've fought on a lot of shows. Um, Basically, where I'm from in Wyoming, I've done pretty much more than anybody's done in boxing. I come the town I came from was really small. Um, we only had about five thousand people, and uh, basically, it was unheard of <laughs> for like you know anybody from Wyoming really yeah, to you know, yeah, go yeah. do the boxing because you know it's just, we're smaller, don't have like all the resources like yeah, all the you don't things. have. It, there's not like a you know it's not like when you're in New York, the spotlight's there, and everybody's doing the same thing there there's so many gyms and they have fights like every yeah. weekend and things like that i had to travel like every weekend every other weekend i was traveling like salt lake denver like all these bigger places just to get fights that's so dope. small town small town places you know have the utmost most potential you know best you know the best kept secrets are in those small towns you know like here like i'm like 15 minutes from new york and everything's so saturated everybody's trying to do the same thing you know whether it's basketball boxing baseball so saturated but when you're when you're in a small town because i grew up in a small town as well 
you know, I, you know, I, my, uh, my background is not that different from yours. You know, at my, I think my, my 15 or 16, I, I had caught, caught, I think my first case, uh, you know, I got in a fight with, what at that time I thought was my friend, you know, <clears throat> ended up knocking him out, uh, broke his face, you know, got charged. That's when, you know, that's when I really, uh, like come to terms how life really is, you know, like, because, um, he was his family was well known in the community, and I'm just this kid who who uh, his parents, his mother, sent him to live with my grandparents, you know, and, and this island, right? Very not southern, but very like um, country, right? And you know, I was I was uh, as a child, I, I you know now I know I was you know I had some type of autism. And, you know, I, I, you know, I really didn't speak, uh, you know, things were, were difficult for me and challenging, you know, uh, I was picked down until, you know, I stopped being picked down and became the bully. Right. So I, you know, I, I get it. I, I like the fact that you, uh, you, you, you took boxing the opportunity to channel all those emotions and help help you structureize, you know, like the Mike Tyson story, you know, give you something, a goal and purpose, you know, to keep you sane because it's, you know, you know, coming from small towns like that, man, I, I can just imagine. And, and when I first started boxing, it was kind of, you know, my dad was, he boxed and, you know, he kind of, kind of didn't force me to do it. Like I wanted to do it, but I was like, you know, I didn't really take it serious. Yeah. For, you know, first couple of years I did it, you know, it was just kind of a thing I did. You know, because I didn't have any, you know, I came from like, you know, my, my dad was kind of there, but, you know, he wasn't at first. Yeah, it was on and off. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then my mom, I mean, she she tried. Uh, she just, you know, she she was always chasing guys, trying, you know, always had different boyfriends and stuff. So I was kind of yeah. like the second choice. So, you know, I uh, I, I, I never that, really though. believed. I, I never feel, really. I feel that. Yeah. I, ne I never I really believed. <laughs> It sucked, man. I, but it's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't take it anything. You know, I'm glad I went through it because it made me the person I am today and, and, uh, everything, you know, but it wasn't really till I met my coach that I believed in myself. Cause you know, I was kind of boxing and I, I believed everybody. I mean, you know, you always got the naysayers and shit and the people that aren't trying to do anything, you know, they're always like, just kind of got that small mindset. doesn't, you know, they don't, they don't believe anybody can make shit happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's a, so, it's a place with no hope. Yeah. And I, and I fell into that until I met my coach and my coach really, you know, helped me become, you know, the person that I am. And he helped me really, you know, you know, believe really believing in myself is the biggest thing. Cause like, you know, I, he's like, and he sent me down after I got back from being uh, sent away and stuff. And he said, listen, dude, you got talent. He's like, you can really do something with this. And I, before that point, I had absolutely, I just kind of was just doing it for fun. You know, I had teachers all the time telling me, oh, you're never going to, you're never going to box. Don't even waste your time and shit. I mean, even my mom, people, you know, people in my family, you know, say, they yeah. said the same shit, you know, because they, they just didn't understand, you know, but um, but yeah, once, once I really got to meet him and I really, you know, he, he introduced God into my life and he really helped push me and taught me, you know, what I needed to do. And, and I understood now he's like, um, you know, it was like, you, you have this opportunity, but it's not going to be easy, you know? 
And I, that's when I really learned my work ethic and training hard. And, and from that point on, I just, all I did was work out and train and box. And I, that, that was basically, you know, if it wasn't for him, I, I wouldn't have, you know, got half the, as far I'd probably honestly be in jail or dead because I was doing some dumb stuff, but. Hey, I, I feel um, you, man. I feel you. Have you, are you still doing it? Are you still boxing? Are you still? I fought twice this year. I, I, the, in March, I tore my bicep mm. in the middle of the fight. Um, I ended up, I still finished him in the first round. I tore, I tore it and I finished him one handed. So I don't nice. have any quit in me. So you, then, yeah, you, you won the fight essentially. Knocked him out first round. And nice. basically I had a little bit of a, after that, I had to kind of recover, but. I kind of made it in me to, I had the doctor, same shit. I had doctors tell me, oh, you're probably not going to be able to fight anymore and all this shit. I had all these people tell me, oh, man, it's time, probably time to quit now. And I said, fuck that. I'm not going out because of that. <laughs> I said, I'm going out because I want to go out. I'm not going out because any other reason. So I, I really put my, you know, I put in three months' time, I literally went back and I fought again and I, I won again. My, I won again. I knocked him out and the, the guy in the second round. So, um, I just, you know, I, I don't, when it almost like motivates me when people tell me I can't do something. Yeah. It gives and you, I, it gives you purpose. You know, yeah. it, it gives you motivation. It, it, it's something always to prove, especially when you, you know, when you, when you come from our individual backgrounds, where you know they already wrote you off, they, they they don't they don't see you as something valuable because they don't see themselves as something valuable. So you know you you can keep going until you know you it's 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 kind of our job to like make them believers. You know, and that was one of the reasons I kind of got into actually trying to being a coach and trying to help people too. You know, my my coach helped me. And I just this re I've only been coached for about four months now, actually, as like, you know, trying to make income and stuff. So, you know, I personally started that I didn't I'm not doing it just for income. I really want to help people like, yeah. you know, you gotta my pay coach, the bills. you got to pay yeah. the bills. Yep. You know, my coach helped me. And I said, man, this last year I was kind of sitting around and I'm like, man, what could I really do? I could, you know, that I feel like I could really, you know, I could help people. And I, I didn't even know what coaching was really till this year. I was like, I was like, people really do that shit, you mm -hmm. know? Like I never really believed in it that much. But then I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this. And I just I put my mind down down and I started coaching people. And and now I I've got people all over the world I you know I speak to and I coach and stuff. So um, that's really the main reason I got into coaching is I, I you know wanted to help people and really wanted to you know show people, especially people from like smaller towns younger people that, you know, they might feel like stuck, you know, where they're at and like, they're not, you know, don't have hope, don't have somebody to believe in them. I, I want to be that person for them. So, you know, I want to be, I want to be like, be that for somebody else. So that's dope. What, what are some, <clears throat> what are some things that, that you've, uh, you have come across while initiating this journey as a, as a mindset coach? Um, I'd say, you know, a lot, I think the coaching game's still a little early. It's not like, I mean, people do coach, but I think it's still kind of early in the game. So, so I think a lot of people don't, don't understand it as much. So it has kind of been, you know, hard to, you know, really talk to people and get, you know, get people like they yeah. want to do it, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So, or, or, you know, 
And it's and and it's normal, yeah. And it's normal. It's normal. I guess, and also, you know, I have you know a lot of people too, you know, that just kind of expect me to do it for free because like we're friends and stuff like that and stuff. Yeah. But you know, things like that. But you know, but overall, you know, even if I literally only helped ten people, I'd be happy just that I was able to help some people. But I have big goals, and I plan on. You know, by the end of this year, I want to help be helping at least 100 people, have helped 100 people. So, you know, and and with my boxing, I, I want to become a world champion. You know, I'm, I've been fighting pretty heavyweight, which I shouldn't be. I've been fat and fighting, but I've kind of been doing that for a purpose, too, because I had people tell me that I couldn't do it. So I started doing it just kind of in spite of them. Yeah, but, yeah. but but I, I am on the process of dropping weight now too and getting back down to where i need to be what what is your like uh normal weight that you say that you feel comfortable boxing in i'd probably be boxing at right now would be i'd say anywhere from 168 160 so i'm about 220 right now um i was fighting um I was fighting like one. I've got all the way down to 135 in the amateurs. I fought at 140. I fought at 150. I fought all all sorts of places. Oh, cutting weight is a bitch. It is. I, and I've uh, learned. Yeah. I've learned the hard way by getting old. Like I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be 31 next month, and I've realized now I can't. I used to eat like shit and still make weight, and I've realized now that that's not. You can't do that. <laughs> no, and as you and as you and as you get older, it gets tougher and tougher to um to you know to lose the weight. You know, your body's not not uh it's not you know moving fast as it once were. Like I uh <clears throat> I did my I, I jujitsu right. I uh I did my first competition in June twenty six was the exact date right, and I tore my ACL. Uh, I I lost the match. Uh, I I could have won if I and I <laughs> tore my ACL, honestly. Um, but uh, that experience of training for it, losing weight, I was fucking miserable. I was miserable. I was like, "Yo, just give me give me a burger, and I'll be happy right now." Because yeah. it's it's eating clean, and you know, I try not to eat at a certain time. Uh, used to used to um, you know, because if you eat late, it stays in your stomach. You know, digest system. So it, I, I was fucking miserable. I'm not gonna lie to you, but it was good though. It, it was a good experience overall. I've never personally liked cutting weight. I've I've done it like my whole fighting career. I mean, I I was like eight nine years old cutting weight to fight and shit. So I've never been mm. a fan of it. Torture. That's <laughs> torture. I mean, but you know, now that you're thirty, you know, and and if you especially want to continue. <clears throat> you know, prolong your boxing career. It's, you know, it's unfortunately got to, you know, you got to make certain adjustments, you know, you know, even, even, you know, your, your fighting, it has to now evolve differently. Right. Um, I, I really, I shouldn't be fighting at heavyweight. You know, I've taken a couple losses that I shouldn't have that. I mean, just, I didn't come prepared. Um, you know, and, and one of the biggest things um, I, I had a fall through, one why reason I gained so much weight is I lost my father about not it was nine years ago now it's been nine 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 years I lost my father, um 
and and he he wasn't in my life but he came back in and we made everything right and he was coming to like almost all my fights i mean he was just you know a big role model to me and helped me out a lot and i lost him and it was like weird i just kind of got in a funk for a little while you know i got in a little funk and i you know a year went by and i didn't really train much and then I'm looking, I'm like, holy shit, I gained 80 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you got you got depressed. You got depressed. Yeah. And, you know, when when we find something that we hope for and we, we hope for so long, right? Like, it, it without knowing, it affects us. Like, um, my, you know, before my tournament, my, my grandmother, right? The, the, the person I consider like mom who raised me, right? She passed away. And I just like I I wasn't processing it. Like I went over there to, back to PR. I I, uh, I you know I, I you know held her casket. We we buried her, you know. But yet I'm still not you know I still wasn't you know grieving you know because I come back home and it's back, everything back to normal. You know I like the day before my birthday. Like I just or the night of my birthday something like that. Like I just broke down. It was difficult for me. It was difficult for me because I had that that feeling in the back of my head that I I just you know it's it's a big it's a deep painful feeling when you lose somebody so iconic in your life. Definitely hard, yeah. And that, that was kind of what I went through with my dad. You know, I just you know I kind of got in a funk. I didn't you know I didn't want to train and shit. And then, and then I just ended up I had to come to the realization, you know. Um, it was like, you know, if my dad was here and he's seen, you know, seen me fucking gain all this weight and seeing me being like a puss yeah. and, you know, crying around, I'd eat whoop my fucking ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so I can't, you know, that, that was kind of what I, how I overcame, you know, I had to, you know, it was actually really, I remember, um, I had a dream because, you know, I, um, you know, I'm a Christian, I, I believe in God and stuff. And, and he really wasn't like that. So like, I was really, really stuck between like my faith and, you know, losing him and shit so I was at you know I kind of got lost and, and then I just remember vividly I had this dream and I just re I remember seeing my dad and he goes he goes just like hey man I'm okay he's like what the fuck are you doing he's like get your ass to work <laughs> and I remember waking up that next day and being like what the hell like it was like a it was like a godsend thing like, I just I was like holy shit because I was I was struggling bad like I I was getting ready to start doing bad shit again, go go to jail, and I was in a bad spot. Um, and after that happened, I, I went back to work and I started training, you know. So I feel you know what it is. It's you gotta. Everything is it's mental. Everything is mental. You know, like um, like I lost, you know, I I lost my my grandmother, right, my mom. Um, and you know, after that, like we said, tournament. I tore my ACL. I uh, I tore my ACL, and I couldn't. It's been like three months. I I couldn't do. I couldn't, you know, practice jujitsu because my 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 knee was swollen, and you know, I got doctors pressuring me because I need a a, a a reconstructive surgery for the ACL, and you know, a lot of things. Uh, affecting but everything is mental if you if you're able to find some balance right if you're able to like like boxing use it in a way to help your mental 
you can overcome anything. You know? It really does come down to that. It's, you know, when you're thinking about the future and your goals and trying to make your goals come true, I mean, you don't even really think about the past. You know, when you're winning and you're seeing, you're just watching your goals happen, I mean, you, your past doesn't really come up as much. Yeah. You know, and that, and that was one thing I really had to learn. I had to, I had to let go of my past, especially when I was a kid. You know, it was like, you know, it's time, you know, I could sit here and fucking mope in the fucking past about, you know, all the shit I could have done or I wish I had, you know, better parents or wish I had, you know, I was living in New York or, Cal, you know, L.A. or something. But, you know, in the end, uh, you can't change any of your you can't change your past. So, you know, I had to really come to the realization, like, you know, you know, and, and really, uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't because, you know, my story wouldn't be as good, you know, yeah. if, I, if I had all that shit, right, you know, yeah. and I probably would, you know, if I had all that shit, I probably wouldn't have been as far as I am now. So, yeah. you know, I've learned, I've learned to accept my past and use it for good. And I, you know. I'm just, you know, thankful that I went through a lot of that stuff and that I that I had to work harder because it taught me, you know, nothing in life's going to come easy. Nothing you want and and the harder you work, the you know, the easier it comes, you know. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, that had a lot of talent, you know, that didn't work as hard and, you know, they're not doing they they didn't box, they didn't turn pro and things, you know, but I think you know, it really, truly showed me how much hard work and really taught me my discipline to come from Lander, Wyoming, a little town, 5,000 people, showed me I had to work harder than everybody. And I'm so thankful that I learned that because I think, you know, in, the, in, this, in this day and age, there's so many people that work, you know, I mean, you, you got to be really good at anything, you know, even like podcasting or whatever. I mean, you got to be good at doing it because there's so many people, so many opportunities. But if you keep going and keep working hard, man, it just it seems like shit just falls into place for you. Yeah. You know what it is? It's 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 you got to stand out, you know, like you got to stand out. You know, a lot, a lot of these like let's take let's take podcast for example right like i've done i'm doing this in in, in january i make two years right <clears throat> i see people doing the same thing everybody does i don't want to do that i don't i don't i don't want to scripture you know the way the scripture and write questions i don't want to do that i just want to have a, a, a human conversation with another individual while you know talking about their story you know i you gotta you gotta stand out. You gotta stand down, you gotta outwork people. Boxing, boxing that it's win or lose, win or lose. I'll work everybody. I'll work everybody. Wake up, I'll work them. Go to sleep, I'll work them. You know, in the ring, I'll work them. Don't worry about win or losses. Everything's a mental game. You know, one of the great fighters of our generation, uh, his it's uh what's his name? God damn it, uh, Mayweather, right? He meant he tortures mentally everybody. That's why when it comes to when they get into a ring, it's like they they have all this anxiety built up, and, and they just want to knock him out. Conor McGregor, the same shit. You know, it's it's a it's a mental game. Muhammad Ali, you know, he he will talk trash to them. They were gonna actually come in the ring. They can't perform if your mind is clear. 
you know, and you're able to control your emotions and your body, you know, it's not really anything that can stop you. You know, standing out and really, and, and I think like how you're doing the podcast, how we can just have a, you know, conversation and you're not just answering, you know, doing questions. I think this is way better than just, you know, having a bunch of questions. And I mean, cause you really get to, you know, really, uh, I'm not explaining, but we just really get a good conversation. Yeah. Got to, got to, get to know you. And, yeah. Get yep. to know you, you know, like, Maybe one day, I don't know if you have kids, right? Or the way I think of it, it's, it's you know, one day you become this iconic figure, right? And, and you got kids and they grow up and they, 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 they grew up in the era where you did, you do have money and you're successful and they don't see the value in that. You know, go put up, you know, deal talk example. Go watch my interview before I made it. It's proof that, you know, you could make something of yourself. And while you're trying to do that, you're going to go through things. And if you if you're uh, if you have fear of failing, you're not going to do anything in life. Because in order for you get like you, you know, when you, I bet you when you first started, you lost, lost, lost. And then take one win. The next one win. You know, you it, it's a build up. I mean, and, and, you know, and I think the more you get, you know, the more you get okay with losing because if you think about all the people that you know are really successful they probably lost more times than you've won you yes. know they've lost a bunch and, and I, I don't even like to call it losing because I, I like to call it learning because you know Lessons. if I go into the ring if I go into a ring and I lose I think okay well this is a learning experience now I know what I need to do better this now I need to know what I need to train more in and it just, you know, I don't even like, I don't even like to call it losses, but I mean, you almost have to, I mean, even in like sales or anything, I mean, think of how many people get yeah. turned down on everything. I mean, yeah. you just, you kind of got to be okay with having that adversity and all that stuff. Yeah. you and, have and, to. and one of the biggest things I've learned, cause I've been studying, you know, really successful people. Like I'm, I'm always like looking at everybody, you know, like just really successful people. I, I, I try to study them and see what they're doing. You know, they go through the same shit that every single one of us go through. You know, yeah. they have days, they have days, they have bad days. You know, they someday, you know, even, I was listening to Ed Milet. I don't know if you know him, but he's pretty big. He's got a pretty big podcast. And he's a pretty big entrepreneur. And he's talking about how, you know, he still gets imposter sy syndrome and stuff. <laughs> I mean, this dude literally like goes in front of like 20, 30,000 people and literally you know does speeches and stuff so i and mean you know you know what's crazy about that that when that for that they they're actually paying him now but when yeah. he was trying to do that in the beginning nobody wants to pay him pay him and i think you know i think a lot of, it takes a lot of risk to get that reward i mean you know putting yourself out there you know getting on podcasts like i'm doing here you know it yeah. takes a lot of doing things like that you know and doing a lot of stuff for free too. I mean, you know, I think, you know, it takes a lot of just really working and trying to get stuff to happen. I mean, I mean, when you're, when you're first, like in the podcast, I've had many actors on, right. But, you know, they do a lot of things for free, but they have to, that's the only way you're going to get yourself out there. It's like, it's like a job. Like you can't go to a job and ask for, let's say like 50,000 a year when you're, you, you have no experience. And when it's time to, they say they'll give you the job, but you won't show up. 
meaning you you won't know what you're doing because you first of all you haven't developed the skill of knowing you're an asset or a liability and that's something big in real estate right you don't know what the job entails right so this is why you you know you got to start working you know and things and getting experience so that one day you'll go to an interview and you're able to negotiate your salary you're able to identify if this job is is good for me because if it's like the job is 50 miles away and it's taking you $40 every time to go to work because it's so far whatnot, you're going to start looking at things differently. You calculate your mind. Ah, that's too much. This is what's closer. You get what I'm saying? I think also like, you know, I think that all of us, you know, especially like people that are in jobs, they're not really, you know, not really, I guess like they feel like they're not getting paid what they need to and stuff. Mm -hmm. You you really got to look at yourself and be like, you know, how much value am I bringing to whatever you do? You you really got to make sure. And that I think you know that's one of the biggest things is how much value you can bring to somebody or to your job or whatever you do. And it, if you can't bring value, then you need to rethink how you're going to do it. And it doesn't mean you can't do it, mm-hmm. but it just means you got to rethink it and you got to change your steps and you got to make it so you do bring value. Correct. Yes, correct. You know, either way, a job is never going to appreciate you because you're you you have no ownership within it. You know, if you're if you're a person that like is you go and you clock in, you clock out, and you're focusing part time on your business, right? That's all you need because you know at the end this business, you know three to five years down the road is going to make you enough money because you have built some type of credibility for yourself, for the business and where that you can walk out on that nine to five. And that's how you're supposed to do it. You know, right now you're, you're, you're showing up, you know, that's 90% of the time is showing up. It, re- it really is just right? being there. You're showing up to putting yourself out there right now without, you know, you're create you're creating credibility for yourself. You're an individual who is creating value and credibility for yourself, which is most important, which is if you jump here or you, you know, jump another podcast, another one, you're promoting yourself, but also you're, you're, you're building a name for yourself. And that's what people, a lot of people are missing. You know, you don't want to get stuck. Right. And I speak for myself, right? Like you don't want to get stuck in a, in a place and where they know you for one thing, you're stuck in that niche. And yeah, although you could, you, if you built yourself a certain amount of audience, you can use it to, you know, take that audience and to see what new things you're trying to do. But yet again, if you start from the bottom as somebody that you're not stuck in a niche, and when you get here, you have all these doors open for you, you know, but you got to look at it at, at the longevity, not, not something that's going to happen overnight. And all these people, like, I, I know, like, we always think, I always hear people say, oh, they're overnight success. They're an overnight success. But if, if you look at, I, I guarantee like 98% of those people have been doing that for years. And they yeah. just, I don't know, especially like on social media. I mean, I see so many things on like social media, you know, it, it, they, they've been doing that for a long time before they get, they blow up. Yeah, but they, they just, they don't document it. Right. So when they're finally there or when you finally found out about them, they're already they're already here and they have no backstory. Right. There's there's you know, there's, you know, right now, 
and it's crazy because right now we live in a digital age, everything social media that people are creating content, 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 but they're not creating the content to tell their story. That's why it's so important, uh, you know, is to sit down with a person and and have an organic conversation. My podcasts are great. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, I, I I have a podcast too. I, I just I haven't been doing it as much. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've been, I've been slacking. What, what's, it, some... what's it about? Your life? What? Uh, I've been, it's, I call it a uh, motivation for the week and I usually get on there and, you know, I've had professional fighters on there. I've had really high end promoters on there. I've had, you know, I've had so many, I've had a lot of people on there. It's just, you know, I really like to, to get with people and be like, what have you done to be successful? Like wh- what, what it, can you bring to other people so they can, you know, they can learn exactly. something from you to help them. Yeah. So they can you know, maybe learn something to help them become more so successful. You yeah. know, not that's, you know, I really, I really like stuff like that. I really like, you know, I'm not like with me, man. I'm always, I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always watching YouTube videos. I'm always looking for, you know, ways I can be better and working on myself. Cause I think if you can't, you know, I think to be successful, you have to do that. You really, yeah. you really have to try to be better. I mean, it just it comes down to that so self-improvement but that's self-love yeah once you're able to find that and it's difficult for as as males that we are like the mentality of self-love is like they think it's as something girly you know and we 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 walk around this this macho mentality we got you got to break out of that you got you got to know how to you got to know yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to take care of yourself. And that's the only way you're going to progress. That's the only way you, you're going to know your value. Like, especially you, you, you're, you're in a relationship, right? And, you know, you know how wives can be very dominant. And you as a male have to always put your, your, your right foot forward. Not because it's machismo or nothing like that, but you to be able to have a dialogue. You have to speak up for yourself. You have to communicate. You got to be like, hey, that's not okay. This is making me feel this way. And I don't want to argue. That's very important. And we don't do that. And then we go on and have these miserable life, like, you know, happy wife, happy life. That's not true. You, you, you know, like in a relationship, marriage, you guys are come together to always show the best of one another. And you're, you're, you're always supposed to be unity. And when you're in a relationship or when you're married, there's always things that are going to try to separate you because once they divide you, it's like, you know, war mentality, divide and conquer. You get what I'm saying? A hundred percent, you know, uh, especially like in relationships. I mean, you know, it's kind of got to be an even playing field. I mean, cause you know, one day you might be down and she can lift you up yeah. and one day you're down and you can lift her up and, and really, you know, help each other out. And I think, you know, there's not just one, mm-hmm. you know, person doing all the work. Yeah, it's just, and, and, and it'll never work that yeah. way. It never will. No, you got to cut and realize that some days, unfortunately, some days, you know, you're going to do more than her. And the other day, she's yep. going to do more than you. You know, and some days it's going to feel like that. And that's when that, uh, you know, pent up aggression and, and the, the, the conflict begin to, to emerge. And but it's all work in progress. And the first thing it, it's it's, dude, you know. I, I grew up, I'm not going to lie. It took me a long time to realize that, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a problem. And when people used to say, you know, and I'm short, you know, and, and small, and people say I'm a problem. 
These are people bigger than me, cops, you know, principal, school. I was a problem. I realized, yeah, I'm a fucking problem. You know, and once I realized that in in order to surpass that that state of mind, everybody, you know, that that, you know, that mentality, I, you know, I had to control this. I had to control my mental. I had to fucking educate myself, right? Read, write, you know, research. You know, always show a better form of me because there's not nobody was able to give me the respect I wanted. Nobody was able to give me the, the things I needed. You know, I wanted to be looked a certain way. But if I don't start for myself, I'm always going to be that problem child. Truly, it does start with yourself. And it doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter if you're really not in a happy spot, like you're not where you want to be. But it really, you can't truly like, you know, move forward if you don't already just love yourself and, you know, be thankful for the things you do have. And that's one thing I I love to do every morning is I do a little gratitude list every morning, you know, because, you know, some days I wake up, I'm like, fuck, I got to do this. I got to go run today. But then, you know, you really got to think and you got to be like, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. Like some people wish they could go get up and run right now. And, you know, they can't, you know, so you really got to be thankful, you know, for what we have. And, you know, same with you, man. I, I struggled with anger, like my whole life, you know, when yeah, I was a problem yeah. child and, you know, I had teachers, you know, I had so many teachers tell me, they're like, man, you're going to be just like your dad. You're going to grow up and just yeah. be kind of shit, you know, shit like <laughs> And so I had that shit all the time, man. And I, I actually remember after I fought on TV, I, I remember the teacher, one of the teachers that told me that they said I wasn't going to amount to shit and all this. And I said, Suck okay, <laughs> I fucking, I got my check yeah. for my fight and I fucking took a picture of that shit and I found him on Facebook like, and I sent it to yeah. him on Facebook and I said, I said, holy shit, in fucking 20 minutes, I made more money than you did all year. <laughs> Dude, that's that's why one of the reasons I I, I started doing jujitsu, jujitsu especially because you know, you know I'm short, so I realize I can't you know I can't you know always you know duke them up with everybody, you know I, I, again that that using your head right and um I had so much I realized you know in my first I want to say six months I had so much pent up aggression you know just stress. But years, and dude, yep. it, 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 you know, jujitsu, you know, it's putting you, you're making your body into a pretzel, and you know, it beat me down. And as much as it continued to beat me down, you know, I kept doing it, I kept doing it, I kept doing it, and to like it beat me down so much that I, it like, you know, I became silent. Like I, you know, I didn't feel anger no more. You know, and I felt like I had this empty, you know, hole in my chest and where now I just sobbed. But like, you know, sob because of, of years of ignoring grief. We need to grieve, right? Ignoring, yeah, ignoring feelings. And dude, I think I, I, it took me like three days and I just, it gave me peace, you know? And once that happened, for me, you know, jujitsu just became easy for me, you know, whether it's tapping out or tapping somebody out or, you know, executing an idea, you know, in the, you know, the chaos within the role. Like I, 
it became peace for me, you know, and it became therapy. And the more I was able to, you know, when I was stuck in a in a predicament, I was like seconds away from, let's say, getting an arm bar on me. I'm able to peacefully calm myself and, and, you know, think my way out of it and come out of it. And that's so important, man. That's so important, especially as a man. I, I see a lot, you know, I grew up with it too. Like my dad was, you know, always that tough guy. Yeah. I seen him getting fights and shit with people over like driving and shit. Like I watched my dad go to jail when I was like fucking <laughs> six years old. He fought some dude because he fucking cut him off. I and so Road I rage. Always, <laughs> yeah. I, so like I thought, I thought that's what a man is, man. Somebody that's fucking because I, I used to be like that too. I mean, I, I struggled with it a lot. When I, you know, was younger, I was always like, I felt like I had to, every room I walked into, I felt like I had to be that fucking tough guy and not show any emotions. And uh, actually, on when I turned it, when I turned 18, because I was kind of like you, my grandma pretty much raised me. Um, and she was a big part of my life and she helped me a lot. And um, she actually told everybody, she's like, I'm not going to die until Tyler <laughs> graduates high school. And, uh, there was like many times she like went to the doctor and uh, they basically told her that, you know, like she wasn't going to live. And they told us like she was done. And uh, so, and she made it till the day of my graduation. I'm so sorry. Can you hear that screaming? And no stuff? worries. Listen, my okay. son, I got, I have an autistic <laughs> son, so he might just jump in occasionally wave. So yeah, man, it's all love in here. Okay. So, but yeah, she, uh, she, she uh, went into like a coma the day of my graduation and literally uh, she passed away that night at three in the morning, like the day after I graduated. And and that moment there was when I lost, you know, I, I kind of went like you, you know, I had lost, I was so just trying to be that tough guy and not show any feelings and I lost it, man. I lost it. I was crying. I was super sad. And that, that moment I realized, you know, it's, it's not always about just, you know, being the tough guy, you know, especially with like mental health. I see so many men mm -hmm. that just really try to stay so strong, you know, for their families, you know, for their kids, but you know, men need a break too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and we haven't had the perfect track record, you know, because when, when we're amongst men, we don't get that support. You know, they're all struggling with their their own, you know, shit within them. And then when we all get together, you know, we talk about stupid shit. Right. We don't we, we don't talk about progress or or, you know, it, it's that like that gym mentality. Just pick shit up and put it down. Right. We we haven't had that conversation, but we need to change it and, and, and talk more because we need that. We do. I think, I think, you know, really, honestly, it's, it's one thing that a lot of, I see so many men struggling with their mental health and, you know, trying to be that strong person. I, it just doesn't get out enough. And mm -hmm. I think feel more people really, truly need to be talking about it. Yeah. And, and yeah. I blame women too. <laughs> I wouldn't blame yep. it too, because you try, like you, you go try to talk to your significant other sometimes. And when you try to find the words and you, or you finally found the words to tell you how you feel like, they don't take it so serious, you know. They don't. They don't see it as that. And yet again, we will go back to you know that 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 closure we go into right within ourselves. And um, bro, like I tell everybody, nobody 
is meant to see you cry. So when you do that, you know, you go to a corner, you 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 know where nobody sees you and you and you let that shit out. And you clean yourself right back up and you continue your fucking day. And that's what we do. You know, it takes it's so it takes so much to be a man. And this is where ignorance emerges us. You know, because sometimes we we want to do stupid shit and we don't want to deal with shit. You know, and we have we have that uh, I don't give a fuck mentality. And man, I tell you this, like I used sometimes I could be like that. I'm like a lot, <laughs> but uh, it's so it takes so much more to actually care. Yeah, actually care, bro. You know, and there's certain things in life we do have to care. So therefore, now we got to start learning how to prioritize ourselves. You know, my wife gives me grief all the time because I, t- I love myself so much. I know I'm not going to do this. Don't ask me. Don't want I'm not going to do this. But yeah. then again, now it's like I break it down. You know, what level of importance is this? Is this important to her? All right. Now, let me readjust again. I'll do this, but I'm doing it for you because you mean it to me. You're that important to me. And then you make it work. Right. And but do you see that level of understanding? Right. And that's got to have that. Yeah. And that, you know, and that should be in return. And there's this thing that's like, I love myself too much. I'm not going to put myself to that. As selfish yeah. as it sounds, man, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to be selfish, man. I, I mean, it really comes, you know, it, you really do have to be selfish sometimes for yourself. And you really got to, be able to, uh, you know, you know, be there for yourself as much as you are for everybody else. Because I've I've gotten beaten down like that before, trying to, you know, be that, you know, not even, you know, I'll just do shit for my girl just for whatever reason, just because, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll do it, you know. But then sometimes you got to be like, shit, man, I need I need to be a little selfish for myself too. Or yeah. you should even take so. a deep breath. Just to even take a deep breath, man. Like. This life, it's it's it comes with so much uncertainties, bro. So many ups and downs. Like even even the 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 richest person in the world sometimes is not happy. That's to show you, you know, money is not the answer for everything. Money will give you a better living, yeah, but it's not the answer for everything, man. You know, like I tell everybody, like you know, once the podcast is over and and the doors are closed, and I'm in my my inner circle right and we're talking about this right you know and, and they they praise me i'm like don't throw my flowers I, you know my flowers and the thank yous and, and the congratulations that thou one day will come you know as of right now man i'm just i'm sitting back and, and enjoying my view that's watching my my son play watching him grow right that's that's the the uh ticket of first class that that has the utmost value than anything else you know like all i me just because the circumstances i've gone through in life i just want to be a dad that's all i want to be i want to be always you know the perfect image not perfect but you know the right example or at least the minimum trying you know and this is what has opened me up to dealing with all the things i've dealt with 
emotions, you know, trauma, just talking because he's he's looking at like, believe it or not, they're looking at you. They don't sometimes they don't know what the fuck you're doing, but they're looking at you. They're watching. They definitely are. And that, yeah. They, yeah, I heard something the other day that, you know, like when you're like, you're, you're really young, you really do. Uh, you learn so like you learn so much from your surroundings. So, you know, it's something to think about too, as adults, you know, as being around our younger kids, you know, three, four or five years old. I mean, you know, being around them and the shit we do around them, the yeah. shit we say, yeah. cussing and shit. Like, it, it really does affect them a lot. So, yeah, man, like, <clears throat> you know, it's like it's like hip hop, right? Hip hop, you know, when it first started, like rap, everything was like they were they were talking about they had to sell drugs and, and do all these things to survive. Now they do it as like it's it's a, a trend. Right. And I, I had to come to terms like I grew up with, you know, house getting raids, M16s, you know, DA coming in, taking people, uh, people getting jumped and all this chaotic environment to realize that's not normal. That's not normal. And, 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 you know, I asked, you know, I asked myself, like, I, if, if I can't, take to my if i can't take my son for a simple day to the park simples and you know watch him right or play with him and i'm always on my phone or i'm not paying attention that i'm not in a good place because you know whether you make it or you don't make it you know you become famous or you don't become famous dude that is your legacy that is what you leave when you're no longer here it's like your dad, bro. Your dad passed away, but you know, he left a tough motherfucker that's doing his best every day, busting his ass, trying to be an example, trying to find ways to help his mental. Because this life will break you the fuck down, you know, and, and you're not strong enough or you don't have the willpower to fucking, you know, dust yourself off because people like us, man, it wasn't a good job. It wasn't congratulations. It wasn't you can do it. We had to be, you know, that's, you know, that spark of hope within the darkness. And now that we're, 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 we're growing and we're stuck in this, in this moment in life, we have to now continue and inspire others. We have to yep. continue to bring one another up, whether you, you know, you like my job sometimes is just to tell people you can do it because I know you know, I see the signs. I know the feeling. I've witnessed that. I lived that majority of my life. And sometimes that's all you need. Hey, man, you can do it. I try to do that every day. If I see somebody doing something, I always go over to them. And I'm like, hey, man, that was awesome. Even if they lose, like if I go to like the fights and somebody loses or wins, I, I usually go up and talk to everyone. And I've made it, you know, one thing I do every day is I, I text three people that I know. And I just tell them, I say, I tell them, hey, man, uh, you're doing awesome. You know, I really hope you're doing good. And if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know. You know, yeah, I be think that support. It, it, people need that. I think we all need that. We yeah. all need somebody, you know, you know, be there for us. You know, yeah, a lot of people just you just just are there for when you win. You know, I experienced that. I experienced that with jujitsu. Like a lot of my classmates, uh, when they lost, it took them hard. 
And, you know, you know, I got to, you know, I've often go, he's like, bro, like you showed up. You did, you, you did a lot that a lot of people wouldn't do. You know, you can't just be there when you win. You got to be there when you lost. You know, when, when I lost, right, to a decision that I, I told my ACL, like, it didn't bother me that I lost. Bro, it, did, it didn't bother me at all. Like, you know, they wanted to stop the match. Yeah, they should have stopped the match. I should have stopped. But it wasn't pride. It wasn't. It was in the ego. It was, it was, I'm not done yet. Yeah. I'm not done yet. You know, even when they stopped and I, we started again, I was still on top. I was still dominating. And the only reason I had like 40 seconds on the clock, he flipped me over because my leg lost feeling and he flipped me over. That's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But then, then I realized now I'm done. Because you you're gonna you know you you push yourself into a limit, and where you have no limits, and you you like with me, I, I refuse to live in a world where I cannot. I want to live in a world where I can. And if it's me having to bust my ass and work for it, then so fucking be it. Hundred percent. I think I think we all we all need that mindset, you know, just to know you can do it. You can, if you put your mind to anything, I I don't think, I mean, well, let's be a realistic. I mean, if you're five foot four, you're probably not going to be in the NBA, but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? But, like, but that's common sense, you most, know, <laughs> you know, but the most part, I mean, you know, if, if it's pretty realistic and, you know, I mean, sky is the limit on anything you do. If you work hard, you put your mind to it. You write your goals down. You could make it happen. There's no doubt in my mind. If you, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, there's so many ways out there yeah. to do it. You know, I mean, there really is. You just, it, most people don't want to do that. The shit you got to do. Because no, it really does. Work. You got it. You got to work. You know, one of the big best things I, I learned from my coach is the things you hate will make you great. Yes. The shit yes. you don't want to do that day is the shit you should be doing. You know, you know, what's, you know what's crazy? I was uh, I have a grandson, right? And I was I was helping him with his homework, right? And you know, at some point, you know, when you're helping kids with homework, it gets frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he started to tear up, and um, and I and I stopped and I asked him, "What's wrong?" And he started explaining and, and, you know, what the, you know, it's like, does this make you uncomfortable? And uh, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, good. Remember that feeling? You know, I was like, he calls me Pop-Up. And I, I know Pop-Up sounds crazy, but never lose that feeling. Always remember that feeling because that is the only feeling that's going to help you achieve whatever you want to do in life. And I asked him, what do you want to be? Like, you know, I want to I want to be in the NBA. I want to play football. Right. OK. How do you think you're going to do that? And it's like, I got to work for it. Like, good. And you think right now you're working and this makes you feel uncomfortable. Imagine you working now and proving to all these people it's going to be it's going to be even more. So remember that feeling. It's not a bad feeling. That's going to help you achieve and overcome and smash obstacles as you grow. And that's yeah. when, when you go to your next client. And he feels pressure. That's what you tell him. I 100% agree, man. I think, you know, that's super awesome, dude. Super awesome. Oh. 
Tyler, it's been an honor talking to you, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on, man. This is great. So thank you. Once, uh, once we're done here, I'm going to text you my number. Hit me up. You need to talk. You know, you got a friend in me. Just don't ask me for money. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, before we go, tell the people where they can find you at. Um, I, I'm on Instagram. It's Tyler underscore canning one. Um, if you go onto my Instagram and you can go into my link tree and, uh, basically all my links are in there. Um, if you want to book a coaching call with me, I give everybody one free coaching call. Um, you know, you can, we can talk, you know, whatever. If you're just going through some shit, you need somebody to talk to you, hit me up. I mean, if you, if you look up Ty Canning or Tyler Canning, I'm going to show up. So boom, there you go. Go support him. Come check him out. You know, go. Go click his link and, and get your consultation on, man. Uh, when it comes to mindset, a boxer's pretty good at it. I mean, he's tough. The work is there, right? Uh, go check him out. Go follow him. Go support him. Uh, I'm out, guys. Have a good night.